The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended and turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 254, I believe. 254, I believe. We are live as always on YouTube and over on Facebook. If you're out there in the live chat, please say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you're new to the channel, new to the show, let us know that you're your first time. We'll, we'll make fun of you. You'll pop your cherry a little bit, but uh, we'll have some fun. We cannot promise that we'll make you any smarter. Honestly, we just hope we don't make you any dumber. No guarantees. Uh, if you want to call or text into the show, utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline. Presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates at Aegis Gun Care. That number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness, and you're looking for the light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I can't give you uh, any medical advice, but I can probably be a pretty decent ear and talk you through some stuff. Uh, unfortunately... Or fortunately, I guess you should say, I, I've been doing that quite frequently in the last oh several months. Um, but I love it. I love the fact that you guys are at least um, talking to someone and feel comfortable enough and, talk, and calling me. So that's awesome. Um, but if you are looking for someone to get you out of the darkness and try to get you towards some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers and sisters out of here that are able and willing to help. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, I implore you, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. Veterans, press the number one. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all your favorite pro-gun, pro-two-way podcasts at selfdefenseradio.net. Let me get this off of my beautiful mug and bring in our quasi-co-host at this point. Riding shotgun is always with me. The, the tactical virus, I mean leprechaun from the great state of Texas. What's up, Clove? How you doing, man? Yo. I'm hoping that this week is... is for many reasons, uh, not as as invent eventful as last week's was. I want to first start off by saying thank you to Clover and to TJ uh, for kind of holding on the fort. Last week was a very interesting week, and ever since then has been interesting. But uh, I do want to say thank you to, to you, Clover, and to TJ for holding down the fort. I know it was kind of an odd thing. More importantly, I want to say thank you to everyone out in the chat that was there that week, understood, uh, sent super chats. That was awesome. Thank you for that. More importantly, uh, thank you to everyone that's been reaching out to me this re the rest of the week, just checking in and making sure everyone's okay. Um, as of this morning, everyone is copacetic. We'll just say that much. Um, they're getting by. Everything is is okay. Uh, and nothing's great, obviously, on either fronts. But um, getting by, living day by day, and that's really all we can do is is day to day, every three feet, and just yep. live 
Yeah, three feet at a time, and that's really three all we feet can at do. At a time, yeah, exactly, man. Yep. And uh, but yeah, really, Clove. Thanks for you know. I put you in a very precarious position last week, and I know it was weird for you, but thank you for holding down the fort. I appreciate it. It was weird well, for all of us. Got to experience uh, what it's like <laughs> to control things on this side, so that's kind of that was interesting. Yeah, you had the power of Thor with you, you know, um, or Thanos. Somebody said Thanos out there. And, oh yeah, that, that, that's even more. That's, that's exactly right. You had all the stones, man. All the stones. One snap, you know. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's say hi to the people that are out there. It's our usuals. Chris with a 740 said earlier about 630. He couldn't be able to watch tonight. He's going to go shooting with an LEO. Um, have a great show and catch up. Replay tomorrow. Absolutely. Be safe. Have fun. I know he's not out there right now, but um, have fun. Defense Dad's out there and Buck's out there. Rod's out there. He says, hey there, ladies and fellers and gunpowder beauty hello darling how are you uh i still want proof of life from tardot still have not received that proof of life preferably a uh, current newspaper would be nice just to make sure that it is uh, proof of life of current you can have a picture from whenever then again i guess you could photoshop the date couldn't she you know it is what it is. Photoshop's pretty strong, but uh, no, uh, it's good to see everybody out there. We're going to talk uh, some fun stuff tonight, but uh, before we get going, as always, Clove riding shotgun. Have you got one figured out this week? What is the shotgun of the week? How about the, what is it? The Marlin 512 Slugmaster, maybe? Oh, wow. That's a mouthful. Explain yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah, let's go with that. I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, bolt no action idea. 12 gauge shotgun. Uh, with bolt a, action uh, 12 gauge. Okay. Obviously, with a rifled barrel. Uh, does have open sights. So it's all slugs, or I mean, you, oh, I yeah. guess you Being can shoot a, shot through, no, but you why would you in a rifled barrel, you know? Yeah, you wouldn't want to in a rifled barrel. No, definitely not. Number one, you risk damage. I mean, it shouldn't because shot is, you know. Uh, but it's not preferred. What is the uh, uh, shot is 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 weaker? Is that the, that's a, yeah, I guess, or whatever, more malleable than the. So let me ask you this: barrel, but. speaking from ignorance, and, and there might be someone out there that has the same question that's embarrassed to ask. I have no shame in my game. When you have a barreled uh, a, a rifled barrel for a shotgun, and it's usually meant for slugs, obviously, uh-huh. but can if 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 you if you put enough shot through that, can the shot fuck up the rifling at all over time? I think it could. I think it could more so with maybe the crown. The crown's going to have a little bit of importance when you're talking about a rifled barrel. Um, yeah. I think it could. I mean, especially if you was to screw up and run steel shot through it, particularly yeah. right because you do have steel shotgun shells and you have you have a shot that is not just lead, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Got a bunch of different types. So, you know, maybe um, the thing is, I mean, unless you're talking a super close range, um, the pattern is going to be God awful. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, when you take that shot column and you start spinning it and it has centrifugal force coming out the end and it's it's not going to be pretty. The pattern is going to be horrible. Now, would it work 10, 15, you know, 20 yards? Eh, probably, you know, Yeah, but. Anything outside that, and especially if you're talking about something like if, if, for example, give this example, somebody's got a 
for whatever reason, a slug barrel and they're running buckshot for home defense. Probably not a, a good idea because once you talk about that pattern opening up and you're talking about very few, like buckshots, what, nine pellet, 12, 15, maybe at the absolute max, depending on what you're running. Um, that's not very many pellets of shot. And when you start spinning yeah. those and spreading them out, uh, even at 10 yards could be the difference between hitting somebody and not hitting somebody. You know, so if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're new to firearms and you're um, looking to get maybe your first shotgun or something, you know, when you go to the gun shop or wherever you're you're buying it from, ask that question: Is this a rifled barrel? Just look down um, the bore. You should be doing that anyway. But if, but, if, but if they're new, they may not know what the hell a rifled barrel is. You know, uh, you'll uh, know it. You'll know it. You know what I mean? I, and it's it's well, really easy. If you're someone who's never seen one, you may they may not. Who knows? You know, yeah, uh, it's but yeah, easy. you should. Um, you should. You know, look down uh, look down any rifle or handgun, right? Those are gonna have rifle right. barrels and then uh smooth bore rifle, you're gonna have these little grooves, right? It's gonna it's gonna look like the uh James it's Bond. Spiral almost. Everybody yeah. remembers the James Bond, you know, dun, 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 that moves around. Mm -hmm. That's looks. That's what it's going to look like. And a smooth bore, it's just shiny and smooth all the way down. There's no, no spiral to it. So real easy to tell. But most yeah. most shotguns that you see, unless you're talking about hitting up a pawn shop, local gun shop, you know, hitting up the used racks, most shotguns are. Gonna yeah, be you're not. Bore. You're not. Yeah, you're not going to find bore. too many rifled barrel yeah. shotguns out there. And, just uh, for, you know, what and, you're going to uh, find at your local gun shop, unless it's a, a specialty item. Right, and a telltale sign on most rifled barreled shotguns, rifled shotguns with a rifled barrel. Good Lord, it gets confusing, don't it? Um, the telltale sign on a lot of those, they're going to have open sights on them, right? Instead of like just a bead. Sure. So, and, and I don't know this, but I'm asking you this. In, in general, I'm not saying it's a definite thing, but in general, are most rifled barrel shotguns, are they usually bolt action? Because I don't see very many nope. lever or pump action. No, not at all. They're rifled. Um, They're not okay. There are. There's quite a few that are pump action. Um, okay. I don't. I guess I, I don't see one. See, I don't see a lot of lever shotguns. Period. Let alone you know rifled. Um, but yeah, pumps and even semi-auto. Um, yeah. There's quite a few, but you know you got to keep in mind that all you really have to do is swap the barrel. <laughs> so you could take a Mossberg 500 and just yeah. buy a rifled barrel for it. A rifle barrel, sure. And you've got a best of both worlds there right so quick shout out to my favorite weirdo in coasty mandatory carry appreciate you brother five dollar super chat appreciate it now defense dad i don't know if you paid the guy or not clover he says if you buy a shotgun you automatically have to sub clover tack or it's bad luck i don't know everybody knows, everybody knows that clover tack's turning a little tactified because oh, uh man, i'm telling you he got himself a badass little thing hey, this weekend hey. In my defense of the FUD, <laughs> it's 22. Okay. So, so I'll give but you that. That's but it's cool. pretty badass. Oh, oh man. Cool. I like it. I like it. If, if anybody's curious, uh, just dropped a shorts earlier at the uh, Beretta ARX 160. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, fun. it's basically a 22 LR copy of a scar. Um, or the Beretta uh, AR 100, ARX 100, which is the Italian military rifle. So, yeah. Uh, it's pretty which badass. Is, which yeah, is a copy of a scar, I think. Copy of a scar, yeah. Um, and and I, we were talking because Clover called, I think it was, was it Saturday, and he's like, hey, have you ever heard of 
Friday. A Beretta 22 Friday. Have you ever heard of like a Beretta 22 LR that looks like a scar? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? No, I never have. And so I started to Google Foo and I was like, holy shit, that's badass. Right. And I guess they, 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 it was in production for like 2008 to 2019. And I had never heard of it. Um, yeah, they don't you make them anymore. That way, cool that way, it's been a few years, yeah. You know, that they don't make them anymore. So it's like, why not? And it was a trade for a, a, a firearm that you were maybe willing to get, get rid of and trade for. I and, was looking to sell it anyway. Yeah. 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 It's a badass thing. So if you guys are out there, Google the Beretta ARX 160, I think is what you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Pretty badass. So I'm looking forward to seeing some content with that. Uh, faux shizzle. Um, Let's see. A 223 says, make sure your firearm is unloaded before you look down the barrel. This is true. Um, let's see here. You're looking down the barrel the way you're supposed to. You're supposed to, yes. Yes. Uh, you're, it's got to be unloaded. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to see it on the barrel because you're going to look from the chamber. <laughs> but that's hard to yeah, do. Yeah, please don't pick up the barrel and do one of these. It's... Even though or it might be, really, I get I get scary every time. Every every time I see something like that, it's like, man, please just don't pick up the rifle and look down. Just, well, that's mm. what I like about you know. I mean, if you you're going into the the gun shows or anything like that, um, I like the bore lights that have the little. I, don't, I call it like a bendy straw neck. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. The little. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like those is because you can bend that and actually put yeah. that into the chamber. And so it's obvious if you can get the light into the chamber, it's obviously it's not right. right. So, Absolutely. Well, the interesting thing, uh, I don't know if you've ever looked down the barrel of a, uh, a breech action, something like, you know, a breech action muzzle loader. But I have not. No, obviously you can't do I've, that. So I, I've like, never, I've never touched a muzzle loader. So, um, so I, I wouldn't so know. It's, it's interesting. Had. So I've got a little light specifically designed for that. And it's the size. I think mine is like, it's like the size of a nine millimeter or something like that. And it's literally a little, probably less than an inch long. And it's not very big around, right? Smaller than mm -hmm. I would say a nine millimeter round. About the size, maybe a little bit bigger than a 22 long rifle. Honestly, a little bit okay. bigger than that. And you hit the little button and turn it on, and you literally drop it down the barrel of the of the muzzle loader, okay. and it, of course it falls all the way to the breech end, right? And then you can look sure. down and and see your rifling, and then when you're done, you just tip it over and dump it out. And it's a muzzle loader, more light. Interesting. Yep. Mandatory carry says, "What's the logistics on Clover's new gun look like? Um, can I pick up clips and spare parts everywhere, or is it super secret source? It's a Beretta." <laughs> Um, it's a Beretta ARX 160, I believe is the model. Uh, it's not in production anymore, but I'm assuming there are still things you can get for it. I'm sure you can find magazines. Do you remember what, what you know what kind of magazine it does take? Does it run on that? Um, you know, I don't proprietary, know. Proprietary I don't, magazine? I think, it's, I think it is. I think it's a proprietary okay. magazine. Um, okay. And I remember doing a little bit of just a little quick Google foo on it. And I think they're 25 to 30 bucks or something for a magazine. 
There you go. Something like that. This 22 LR, so you can have a lot of fun plinking with that thing. So, sure. um, And I don't even know what the know. capacity on the magazine is, to be honest with you. I'm guessing it's yeah. probably 25 around, if I was if I was guessing. There you go. It's still new. Yeah. So. yeah I'm looking forward to some content with that because um, being a Beretta fan and all things 22 LR kind of um, tactical yeah, replicas he said, and stuff like that. I, I'm all in. He he asked, was I interested in any trades? And uh, I said, no, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm trying to get rid of some stuff, but maybe. <laughs> and he's like, I got a Beretta rifle. You're like, what? And I'm like, I was thinking a bolt rifle. Like a storm or something? Or something? Or? Like I, and I wasn't even thinking along the lines of a storm, right? I was thinking yeah. something like a bolt rifle or something. Yeah. And. You know, he breaks this out, and it, it was just the Beretta rifle alone threw me because I'm like, Beretta rifle? It's like you, you Beretta <laughs> shotguns, Beretta handguns, right? But the right, Beretta right. rifle, you don't hear that very often. And, uh, no. yeah, he broke this out, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, um, yeah, it's pretty damn cool. Um, so, yeah, we're going to well, – man, yeah, looking forward to some content. Uh, before we talk about our content or our, our uh, main topic tonight – as you guys know, every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at 10 a.m. over our YouTube community tab, we put out our ghost tactical polls every week, and uh, we have some fun with them. And uh, so we always bring those up. And thank you for everyone that always participates. Uh, I love I love seeing the participation over there, and, and some of the comments are always classic. So let's go take a look at it. Um, last Thursday question, it has 1.6 thousand votes. What is the best cookie? And I put chocolate chip, sugar cookie, Oreo, oatmeal, and obviously other. Um, Clove, best. What's the best cookie? You can either go with one of those four or another. You know, whichever so one you want. I, I I want to go other because okay. I am not a chocolate chip fan, and and hmm. gonna catch a lot of hate for this, but I'm not an Oreo I'm not fan. Either. If I do Oreo, I mean, nice cold Bless glass of heart. milk, maybe, right? Maybe. Um, but that's that's every great once in a while, and I'm not a fan. Uh, if I'm going to go Oreo, the birthday cake Oreos are pretty banging. The lemon Oreos are pretty. And they got double stuffs in those, by the way, now. Um, but the traditional Oreo, yeah, not a fan. I get, I get it, and I'll take the hate. Um, so out of those, I mean, I would probably go sugar cookie. Yeah. Uh, but if we're talking about the ultimate cookie, white chocolate macadamia nut. Okay, that oh. was mentioned several times in the oh. comments. And, and um, got to be warm, right? Like, that's the best sure. way. But, oh, sure. my God. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that was mentioned several times. Um, peanut butter was mentioned quite a bit. And I love the ones that just took the generic Girl Scout. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, depends matter. on which Girl Scout. It doesn't really matter, honestly. You're right. It doesn't really matter. Um, Hard to beat a Minotaur Carey says, oh, yeah. He, uh, Minotaur Carey says oatmeal raisin. I don't like raisin too much. Now, G23 is kind of get my alley. I, I like a good snickerdoodle. I do. Yeah, snickerdoodle. Um, I, I, I would have chosen sugar cookie. They are my favorite cookie. Uh, Oreo would be a, a, a close second. Here's my problem with Oreo. 
I can't just have one Oreo. When I sit down and open a package of Oreos, I'm you know, they come in like three different rows in the Oreo package. I'm at least eating one row. I mean, I, I, I'm not just going to eat one or two Oreos. I want to get me a big, tall glass of milk, and I'm probably eating a whole row. Um, but I, I do love me a good sugar cookie. Uh, with oatmeal raisin, my mom does mm-hmm. a an oatmeal pecan. And it's pecan, it ain't pecan. We ain't going on a road trip. But she that's does, true. Uh, that is, she that's, does that's an oatmeal. True story. She does an oatmeal pecan that's pretty it's got a little bit of brown sugar in there. It's it's pretty, oh. pretty awesome. I think pecan's a, a Yankee thing. You know, I think it's a northern thing. I don't know. I've never heard any I've never heard any self respecting southerner call it pecan. Maybe I'm just wrong. But uh, anyways, the results, unfortunately, overwhelming 61% chocolate chip. My wife would agree with that, but I do not. Oatmeal in second place at 15%. Oreo at 10%. A sugar cookie at 9%. And other at 5%. The second question we put out there, um, and I was surprised it got 1,500 votes, 1,500 or 1.5,000 votes. Because I asked about rap, and I, I didn't know how many rap fans would be out there, much less a specific era, which is kind of like my era, that that 90s rap. Uh, late 80s and 90s rap is kind of the rap that I love. Um, I said, of these, who's the best rapper? Tupac, Ice Cube, Eminem, Jay-Z, or Dre. Do you have a favorite of those there, Clove? Man, that's tough. Oh, it is tough. So, so Tupac to me is in a totally different era than Eminem. That's the two yeah. definitely that would be at the top that I would have to choose from. Yeah. Um, because I simply because I like the Tupac era, Snoop Dogg, yeah. Ray, the whole mix yeah. in that Here, era. Yep. Oh, the Then I think I lean Tupac. Right. Yeah. Um, what am I more likely to actually listen to today? Probably Eminem. Probably M. Yeah. You know, for me, um, I, I, I get, all five of these are on my um, playlist and, and oh yeah, definitely and all that. Um, Tupac. So here, I, I agree with Tupac and M being the top two. Um, I think that Tupac is probably the best rapper ever. I think M is probably the best lyricist ever. Um, as far as the rap lyricist, that dude can. Oh, like what? Lyric, lyric, lyrically, he's unbelievable, you know? So what if Tupac wrote it and Eminem rapped it? Oh, snap. Or what if, or or by vice versa, what if oh, M wrote the lyrics and let and Pac go after this it? true. The, the, the deal with Damn. the deal with uh, <laughs> the deal with him is him just has a flow. It's like I don't yeah. know it's his I don't know yeah. that he just doesn't get in the studio and they give him a beat and he runs with it. Quite honestly, there, there's mean, a good chance, and I think Pac, I think Pac was like that too. Um, there was a story that I read early on when Snoop was. Snoop had just come out with Doggy Style right after Chronic with Dre and all that. And he came out with Gin and Juice and all that. Mm-hmm. And they were in the studio with Pac. And Pac was making, don't don't quote me on this, but 
maybe it was I ain't mad at you or something like that. It was one of those in that era, that that early '90s era that he was just destroying shit. But he said that he said that Pac was in the studio. Uh, mandatory carry, yes. I want to say a quick shout out to Fix out there. Hello, darling. Uh, thank you for always supporting and watching. And um, hey, if mandatory carry ever leaves you, give me a call. <laughs> or I should say, if you're ready to leave him, give me a call. No, just kidding. Uh, but we'll shout out to Fix Bayonets out there. Um, but it was Snoop was saying that he was he was in there with Dre. Because Dre was producing whatever Pac was doing at the time, and he was in the room in the in, in the uh, in the room with Dre on the board, and Pac went into the studio, into the room, into the soundproof room to lay down some tracks, and he said in an hour he recorded four songs. Think about that. He never listened to him. He went in there. Dre laid down a beat, and Pac just went. In the end of it, Dre was like, okay, there's a song. Right. Like, just one cut, and it was done. He did four of those in an hour. Think about that. That's incredible. And, and I guarantee you all of those were pretty much just ad-lib. Now, he might have had some stuff scribbled down. Hey, I love this line. And most of them write down lines and stuff that they like. But they don't write songs. They write down lines. They build a song around that line or whatever. That's right. just, uh, they're not married. There you go. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, I, I, I would have loved to have seen Pac and M alive at the same time. Cause you know, they would have been tight cause of Dre, you know, um, or at least they would have been in the same, you know, yeah. Circles cause of Dre, but man, yeah. Pac. Now here's the thing guys. 34 comments a lot of them are talking about different people and biggie and how can you leave biggie off of it and um yep. nate dog and tom mcdonald and kid rock and will smith and dmc and hey all of them are great here's <laughs> the thing I, I i love you guys but the question said of these so kid rock of these not great. Not on rap. Uh, and, I, I, and Will I'll Smith. Put you this Will let's Smith. Be, stop, Will, Will Smith. Let's be. Let's be honest. Will Smith. I call that glam rap. That. Oh, was it's like, bubble. It's bubble gum rap. Yeah, it's just like yeah, bubble gum it pop. Was, it's, yeah, yeah. It was there to make money. It had nothing. Like Don't I would have gone. Wrong. With like I mean, a, to this day, I know all the words the parents just don't understand. I get it. Was that, that so, and, and summertime. Summertime's a great right? song, right? But you know? it is. I mean, look at his movies. Look at he's G-rated rap. It's like it's not. Is it really rap? Now G twenty three, a man with my own heart. He says too short. I wanted to put too short. I loved. I didn't know if anyone knew who too short was. Okay. So. Uh, too short was. I remember how it all began. I used to sing dirty raps to my East Side fans back then. I was, my, oh I was man, big, I love I me some big, too short. I was a big Mix a Lot fan too. Mix a Lot was good. Uh, Mix a Lot, I tell you one that people never quite understood how good he really was. Um, and that's Biz Marquee. He had the weird yep. song. You know, I got what you, you got. What I need, 
but you say he's just people don't realize biz marquee like you ask any rapper that was big that time in that era and ask who they one of the most respected biz marquee was one of the most respected rappers out there he was just weird and, and all of that but uh biz marquee cool modi uh big daddy kane were awesome uh dmx i you know my wife likes dmx more than i do i i, I like some of dmx's songs but i probably wouldn't go pay to see dmx does that make sense yeah um i, I would have paid to go see so, any of these others so carry out there says mix was a was a one-hit wonder and i would agree with that as far as the charts but as far as, charts, as far as, as popular music out. yeah Dude, his albums, you could literally put them on in front to back, side to side, whatever. Mm. It was good stuff, man. It was just there. There's not. I don't think there was a single track on any of those albums that I won't listen to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a a, a, a road here because it's not an individual. Um, I think Pac maybe got um, back, put him in a put him in a position that caused that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, he, he it became pop at that time can, because that most song went one hits. Yeah, most one hit wonders when they come out of the gate and it's like they just smash and crush something. It's like yeah. everything else falls apart. Very rarely, it's the ones that make the grind right that end up. Yep, having multiple. Or it's the ones that have, or the ones that have five or six albums that are big within their genre, and then they finally have the one mainstream hit. Yeah. They think all oh, these guys are awesome. Well, they've been here for six years, guys. You just right. didn't know about them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to tell you, as far as rap goes, and this is going to be a little different because it's not an individual. For me, um, in my top five all time is Beastie Boys. And if you guys are out there and you, okay, well, there you go. It's just so funny. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, License to Ill, one of the best albums ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and they were so far ahead of their time. They were white dudes rapping to punk rock and hard rock music, and they were playing the instruments. You know, um, these guys were very talented musicians and very talented rappers and uh, beasties. The, the beasties will always go down in my book as a top five. Yep. And I think that if you ask a lot of the old school guys, the beasties were extremely well respected, but more importantly, they were um, huge to making rap viable to the white middle-aged suburban kids. Yep. Um, Run DMC was out there. There were some albums out there. But when Beasties came along, that's when white kids started buying rap, and there you go. Um, the yeah, NWA, the you got through NWA in there, but Beasties were amazing. They really were. They broadened so. the they broadened the genre uh, into, 100%. I mean, a no holds barred market. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, they, I, they didn't take any anything away from it or anything. It's just that's what introduced a lot of, I think, a lot of white kids to. You know the, yep. the beasties, and then they were like, "Whoa, wait a minute, okay, this is cool." And then you start going down that rabbit hole of NWA and you know all of this other yep. stuff. Yeah, uh, man, yeah, beasties, man, man, yeah, beasties changed the game. 
And they could have done, here's the thing about beasties. It's the same argument I make with Gaga, right? Like Gaga is weird. And the music sure. that she, she extremely produces, talented, but she's weird. Music that she she produces does not showcase her vocal ability in any way, shape, form, or fashion. The chick yeah. is gifted. Um, the beasties. If you want to see if you, yeah. The beasties, as far as being musicians, are the same way. They made it huge, doing stuff that did not at all play into their musical prowess. You know what I mean? It's like they could have yeah. oh, done. Yeah. So much more. They could. They could. They could have been. They could have been a great punk band. They could have been a great hard rock band. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They could have been Green Day before Green Day even existed. You know, they could have been huge. Um, I'll tell you what. um, So there are two things, and you know this. I have never been a huge Gaga fan. Not that I never really listen. I just never really listen. You know, she's weird enough that I just like. You know, I, I heard. You know, a couple of the songs that were huge, famous on the radio when she first came out. Not until I watched A Star Is Born and I realized, holy shit, she can flat out sing. So I went back and I started listening to some of her old stuff. And there was an album maybe 10, 15 years, about 10 years ago, roughly, that she did with Tony Bennett. Is it? And they're all duets with Tony Bennett. I'm sure you've heard this. If you haven't heard the album with, with Gaga and Tony Bennett, I don't care if you're a big Tony Bennett jazz fan or not. That's some of the best singing, both of them together, but that's some of the best singing you're ever going to hear recorded. Uh, she can yeah. definitely blow, can, and obviously Tony Bennett can as well. You can tell a great singer by live performances. 100%. Um, you yep. can do worlds in the studio. So anytime yep. that you're listening, and Gaga's that way. Gaga steps on the stage and any of the music awards, anything else, it sounds phenomenal. And it's because mm-hmm. she can actually sing. You get other people that jump sing. on there and they don't have all the editing and they don't have all the stuff. You know, yeah, it gets, yep. it gets, it gets tough. I think that, I think a lot of people realized, especially with Maverick, you know, the theme yep. to Maverick was, was yep. Gaga. Was Gaga, and, yeah. Um, that that's a beautiful song, and a lot of people did not realize the, it was the her, skills yeah. the skills the chick had. I didn't know. I didn't know it was her. Yeah, I didn't know it was her until after I got home. You know, I watched the movie several times uh, that first week, um, but I didn't know it was her until after I'd seen the movie like twice. And uh, I, I knew the song. I was like, oh, "That's a cool song." I didn't know it was her. I just, you know, um, I guess I haven't listened enough to her to just pick out her voice. I knew it was a good voice, but I didn't know it was her until later on. Now, Defense Dad brings up someone. You're talking about a voice. If you haven't ever listened to Pink, that girl is as as talented of a voice as anyone out there. Uh, Pink and flat out sing, man. Uh, And 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 she puts on a great show. She's one of those I'd go pay money to see. Um, and I've been to a lot of con, but I wouldn't go to many concerts these days. Pink would be one. I tell you one that we, my wife and I both want to go to, not because of the actual music, but because we think it'd be one of the best shows ever is Bruno Mars. I hear that his shows are unbelievable. Um, I, w- I wouldn't mind going to see Bruno Mars because all the time, every time he does it on the Grammys or something, his shows look like they're just fun as hell. Um, I don't know a lot of his music, but I'm sure it'd be a fun time. But uh, Pink, Pink's definitely one that I'd pay to go see for sure. Yep. Um, 
All right, anyways, back to the poll. Uh, 49% say M, 31% say Pac, uh, 9% say Cube, and Dre and Jay-Z both at 6%. Um, and honestly, I don't think you could go wrong in any one of those. Like I said, all five of these are on my playlist at all times. Um, the only issue I got funny. with Jay-Z Jay-Z yeah. samples so much. Now it's awesome when he, he does. does. He's like the king yeah. of sampling. He but is. And like that's kind of what made him who he is. I mean, yeah. his very first song that made him big was Hard Knock Life yeah. and from Annie. And when I first I heard that, I was like, oh, snap, that's badass. You know, right. um, he doesn't have the greatest voice. Um, and that, that's that rappers have. But they do have voices. He doesn't have that. He's got a high pitch, kind of a weird thing. But, yeah, he, whatever he does, does it right. Dre, you know, Dre, ironically, never was a rapper. He always came up and made the music and produced. And when he left NWA, I think Snoop was a big influence on Dre's writing. Um, By the way, Cube, Cube, Cube is, if you go back to the history of rap, Cube, Cube's up there. He's amazing. For those that are watching or listening to this, yeah. that are enjoying the talk about rap and reminiscing about, you know, especially 90s rap, whatever. Yeah. Um, and you did not see the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> please oh, do yourself a favor. Please and go look you're that welcome. up. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. awesome. Um, and the funny thing is, we haven't even mentioned Snoop. Snoop's one of the most famous rappers ever. And I think early Snoop was great, early Snoop. But you know, Snoop's Snoop's famous for being Snoop. I love, I uh, love Snoop's attitude, right? That's I do too. Like, I do he's too. Just so smooth and cool, and it's like he's he probably is. That's because it's like he's high all the time, and he probably is. But it's it's yeah. way, it's just it's awesome. G twenty three is Ice T. Ice T had Cop Killers. Uh, I was, he had, he had an album that was really the album, whatever album that cop kills was on was, uh, was a good one, but ice T ice T. I don't know. I, I think ice T was actually the biggest gangster, like legit gangster. Cause he was like a pimp, like a legit pimp and drug dealer, um, in LA growing up. Like he was legit, like, like bad guy. <laughs> it was hilarious how he, he was he joined, when he joined the law and order crew. He was like, what? Yeah. He, and he's great. That, that's the he's funny thing. He's that great. Role. He yeah, really he is. is. He is. He is. He wouldn't have been great for any other role, but that particular role, he does yeah, a great job. Yeah. Yeah. He's perfect for it. So, yeah. Um, all right. Our last, our last poll, which kind of goes into the topic tonight. Of these, what's your favorite piece of survival gear? Knife, matches, first aid kit, compass, emergency blanket. Um, just real quick, before we start our discussion, Clove, of those, just real quick, if you had to choose one, which one would you choose? Got to be first aid, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think you go wrong with any of them because all of them are going to be important in some way, shape, or form. Knife, obviously, a lot of reasons matches heat first aid kit absolutely a compass emergency blanket i mean there's all of these things are gonna ha- serve a purpose and all of that um the interesting thing is is you know and, and the reason why i did this is I, I come at survival gear maybe a little differently than most and and, and so i want to do this real quick clover 
before we get started, when you hear the word survival gear, like what's the first thing that comes to your mind like when you think survival gear? You know, honestly, it it's first thing is I'll never need this. Probably. Um, okay. you, you know, you think you're thinking apocalyptic thing. You're thinking something really, really horrible. Right. And I think that's where mostly where people's minds go. And hopefully that's where the conversation goes to knives to bring it back to reality. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I know I'm guilty of that. I think about zombies or I think about a, you know, major pandemic a red dawn. Or, about yeah. a red dawn or something. It's like, you know, no, it doesn't. I, even my mind even goes into, I'm sitting in a, pretty good place we don't get tornadoes that often we don't obviously yeah. get uh flooding at all here we don't get very rarely do we get hurricanes you know what i mean so we don't even yeah. have natural disaster issues yeah. here so you know that's even a far-fetched issue sometimes yeah and, and i think that that's that's interesting thing is i think that a lot of people i'm not saying most i'm not going to say is most i think a lot of people when you hear survival the first thing that people go to is zombie apocalypse, red dawn and all that. And there are legitimate, you know, things that you have to worry about like tornadoes or flooding or, or, you know, it could be something as simple as Clover goes on a trip last weekend to to Colorado. Yes. It's summertime, but when you're up in the Rockies, you never know when a blizzard's going to hit up there. Uh, it could be just something that, something catches you by surprise and you're not prepared for it. Um, and I think that a lot of people don't take into consideration electricity going out. Um, it's not necessarily surviving, but I mean, it is survival. What if your electricity is out for a week? You know, do you know how to survive with food and water that you have or whatever? Yep. Who knows? I mean, you know, there, there's, there's all sorts of things, but I think most people don't think of the day-to-day -day reasons to have, certain items and so kind of going to your colorado trip this is going to be an interesting weird question for you so when you go on a trip uh -huh. are there is there like a go bag or is there is there certain items that are kind of quote unquote survival gear that every time you go on a trip that you make sure that you have with you do you have that kind of a, a setup at all so there no not really I mean, there are certain things that go on trips that mm -hmm. are definitely handy in those situations. And I'm not sure. going to sit here and tell you no thought has ever been put into that. It's just happenstance right. because it's not. But, you know, we typically will carry an extra blanket. We'll, t you know, things of that nature. Right. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean, med kits is a have to. I mean, I typically Absolutely. have knives with me and tools mm -hmm. and other things uh pretty pretty consistently pretty constantly anyway right so yeah. um yeah now this last trip uh you know i faltered a little bit uh, quite a lot of bit actually because it was more of a let's not plan this and sadly with let's not really plan this some of the thinking yeah. about <laughs> that sort of yep. thing went out the window and i noticed you know sure. i don't know many hours into the trip that, Oh crap, I don't have the med kit. You know, I don't, you know, it's <laughs> like, and you know, we live in the United States of America. Let's be real. Um, you know, what are the odds? You can probably stop said, at a truck stop and find you a med said, kit or something. Yeah. It's what I said before. What are the odds something happens? And yeah. if something happens, what are the odds it happens in a way 
that you're not going to have access, assuming you've got a debit card, credit card, cash on you, uh, happen in a way that you can't, you know, pull in a Walgreens or a truck stop or something, right? Um, yeah. But still, I mean, should something happen, um, you you don't have the ability, or we would not have had the ability, we'd have had to call somebody, assuming we had cell phone service, assuming, you know, a lot of different things, right? Now, here's the thing, you bring up a cell phone, and you and I were talking about this, and uh, bring in an extra cell phone, uh, an old cell phone that you're not going to use. What if your phone breaks and you take your SIM card out, put it in, but what if you, the SIM card's ruined? Here's the beautiful thing about cell phones in emergency situation. As long as your cell phone has power and there's a, at least some kind of a signal, whether or not it has a SIM card in it or not, all old cell phones can dial 911. Yep. hands down. And that's something that you always need to keep in the front in the back of your mind. And, and you had a situation, we were talking about this. You had a situation where you called 911 not to really uh to disclose a an emergency, but to help them contact someone for you. Yeah. Um and, yeah. and that's what I'm saying is is 911 isn't just for to get emergency to help. It could be, hey, I'm stuck. I, I I need someone. Can you call this number and have someone you know, I can't get a hold of them. Can you call someone to reach my aunt or uncle or cousin or brother or sister and have tell them where I met? Nine one one is very useful, and it doesn't have to be just for them to send emergency personnel. Well, that's still an emergency, right? And that's the thing. Yeah, I but, mean, but, they're, but they're not sending EMPs. They're not dispatching right. patrolmen right. or whatever. They're and just so helping you get in contact. You know, that's something that I would suggest anytime that you, anytime that you, that was that having gone through that myself, anytime that you call 911 and it's not a, yeah. you know, life is threatening, you know, type fire wreck, medical thing, whatever, right? Uh, robbery, mm-hmm. you know, anything they need to send out first responders to, right? If you call 911 for that thing, first of all, you can call 911 for that thing, right? Um, Absolutely. For, for, for lesser things. Don't call them because McDonald's is out of chicken nuggets. I mean, that's stupid. But if, if it's a personal emergency, that's what they're there for, right? Right. Um, and your tax dollars pay for that. So just make sure to, you disclose that, right? Nobody's in danger. Nobody's hurt. But I need help, right? Yeah. This is an emergency. I need help. Um, and most 911 operators can transfer you off the 911 line onto sure. the normal sheriff's office line, whatever the case may be, or transfer you over, uh, and then somebody be able to to help you there. So absolutely, um, you know that's that's what it's there for. You know, someone mentioned earlier. Make sure you have AAA or some roadside assistant insurance. You don't have to use AAA. Your place the best. It's probably. For what you get, it's the cheapest, but there are other things out there. And some of your some of your insurance for your car insurance policies include roadside assistance and all of that. Anyways, um, some car, some there car are certain things. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure, make sure if you have a new car, bought a car new, you have factory warranty. Um, that's something that a lot of times you have to check out for yourself. They won't tell yeah. you that. But the yeah. company that handles the warranty for the car, the, the, the manufacturer doesn't have that. They have an insurance, whatever company that handles warranties, um, that side of things. And odds are they have some type of roadside protection plan, at least a little bit. Right. Of you know, there are a few items and they're not specific items because you can take these however you want. 
But when you go on a trip or whatever, there are, are, are several items that you should always have with you or at least access to um, some kind of food, whether it's snacks or canned goods, whatever, some kind of food, some kind of water, whether it's a bottle of water or a bunch, you should always have water, food, protection, and heat, whether that's matches or whatever that is. Heat is big. A lighter, you can start a fire with a lighter or some way to start fire. Heat is a big thing. Um, food, water, protection, whether that's a gun, a knife, whatever it is, whatever you decide to use as protection, you should have those things. And depending on where you're going and what you're going to be doing, you can figure out how and what you want to bring in those things with you. Um, but those are certain things. If you've got, if you've got the basics, food, water, heat, and protection, you should be okay for, let's say 48 hours would be the max. I mean, because most times, most of the time, if you're ever in a weird survival scenario, you should either be able to find or they'll find you. Help should be able to be around within 48 hours. If you're going outside of 48 hours, then shit is really gone sideways. And yeah. it is what it is. You're going to have you to go can, straight, straight up survival mode at that point. And you can, not that it's comfortable at all, but you can easily go 48 hours without food. Um, that really yes, you can. You can, you. you can go, you can go about a week water, without food. Yeah, Water's about three water, days. Yeah, you start pushing it at 48 hours with water. So you definitely want yep. something. Yep. yep. Um, so, yeah. You can go five to seven days without food. Um, oh, yeah. 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 About three, three days of water. You can go longer than three days. About three days is when your body starts breaking down. And that's when you kind of start losing your mental side of it also. Well, you can go along um, with which that is really, food too. I mean, you could. That's what I'm saying. But before you start breaking down, you're you're going to yeah. start breaking down to where um, it's really well. And that's you know, also where you can do more without food. Yeah, you can go a week without food easily. That's also, you also start pushing. You're talking about a lot of people. They say three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food. Right? Yeah. Three hours without shelter. I think. It's the thing. So, you know, when you're talking about that, that realize that's an optimal health conditions. How many? Yeah, that's for keeping with keeping your yes, right. your body. How many other? How many start. others have underlying health conditions? Right, those time frames get smaller if you're in yeah. if you're not in good shape. If you have and this is and you bring up you bring up something that a lot of people also tend to forget. Um, when you're going on a road trip, having a, a basic, uh, obviously, if you're on prescription meds, take your prescriptions, but just having some ibuprofen uh, or aspirin or Aleve, uh, some kind of an allergy pill, maybe a cough syrup or a cold, you know, having basic medicines with you um, can really help as well. Um, once again, Sure. Could you probably find yourself a, a, a rest stop, a gas station, a bus stop, or a, a Walgreens or something? Sure. But what if your car breaks down in the middle of literally nowhere and you've got 10 miles before anything and you don't want to leave your loved one with there by themselves and they can't come with you? You know, it might be an hour or two or a day before you see someone drive by. We don't know the situation. 
but it's nice to have that stuff that you know, hey, I've got enough stuff in my vehicle that we can hunker down inside this car and be okay for the next 48 hours if we had to. And you also want to make sure you have additional medication. Sure. Because what happens if it's a thing where, you know, you are, you know, you're a day's drive from home, right? Sure. But mm-hmm. you've got up that morning, you've taken the last dosage of medication you've got, and then something happens and you're two, three days stuck and you don't have your medication for those two or three days. Now, depending on what medications that is, it may not be a problem. Like the stuff that I take, I would survive. But some people are on medications where it could get life-threatening at that point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, if you're on any, um, okay, let's see who we got here. Let's take this. Armed Citizen Podcast, who we have? Hey, I'll give you a couple guesses, but you only need one. <laughs> What's up, Pat? How you doing, my man? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. How's Clover and uh, Trey tonight? Living the nightmare, man. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> What's going uh, on with you? Thing I to yeah, go oh, for not it. much, not much. Uh, just wanted to say... Uh, uh, one of the best things uh, on top of what's called the survival and everything you're going to be talking about with, you know, the three minutes out there and three hours out shelter and everything. Um, one of the best things that I could tell somebody is lift to your body, especially when you're not under pressure, you know, when, uh, when you start getting a cramp or something like that, is it because I'm dehydrated or something like that? If you're out in the heat or the cold, yeah, it, it's really important to listen to your body and uh, know exactly what it's telling you. So that way, hopefully, you can address it. Especially, you know, if you if you do get stranded and you do have all that stuff, having to walk or hike out of somewhere or something like that. Yep. It's really easy to push yourself too hard to get to a destination or just push yourself too hard, period, trying yep. to get somewhere or do something. So, so listen to your um, because you know, uh, like me, uh, the three weeks of food that was because <laughs> I'm uh, six foot one hundred and fifty pounds and yeah, you you don't you don't have a whole lot of body fat to feed on itself to begin with, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. I have, I, I, I'm made out of spring steel and bone. That's about the two things I'm made out of. But yeah, just just listen to your body and, and what it's telling you. Absolutely. Because that that'll be a really good indicator right there. And and no matter what, no matter what, I always carry extra water with me because it is yep. so easy to dehydrate. It is just super easy to dehydrate. Hundred percent, absolutely. So yeah, I just wanted to throw just my two little cents in there. I know I haven't been on for a little while. So I thought I'd make a reappearance. Might as well. Hey, glad glad to have you, and hope you're doing well. And say hi to the family and all that. But uh, yeah, thanks for calling in, bud. Yeah, not a problem. Well, thanks for having me on tonight. And, you got uh, it. Yeah. 
I'll be listening in. All right. Sounds good, Pat. Thank you so much, bud. All right. Y'all have a good one tonight. You bye, too. folks. All right, bye. Bye. Pat Hirsch, as always. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing that a lot of people um, don't necessarily take into consideration. This is something that we had to learn um, ourselves. At least I did. Um, you know, when you're in a situation where you're you're literally in survival mode, like you know, you're you're gonna you've you've made the conscious decision of I've stayed here in this spot as long as I can. Now it's time for me to go find food, water, whatever, shelter, whatever it is. You're going to have an adrenaline rush, okay? And it's it's a natural thing. When you go into survival, you're going to have a kick of adrenaline. And that's your body's way of giving you energy to make it through whatever hell you're getting ready to go through. Here's the thing about adrenaline, if you're not accustomed to it, is the crash of adrenaline is real. Okay, You talk about energy drinks and crashing after the, the five-hour energy drinks and all that. The you, You'll start getting a bitter taste. If you've never... If you've never had that situation with adrenaline, um, once it's released and you get that initial surge and you start kind of calming down off that, you're, you'll, you'll, you'll taste something. It's very bitter in your mouth. Um, when you start tasting the bitterness in your mouth, that's when you've got to pull back a little bit because that adrenaline's wearing down. And if you keep trying to push at the same pace you were at when that drilling rush was going, you could get in trouble physically, mentally, all of that. So when you start tasting that uh, that that bitterness in your mouth, start kind of pulling back a little bit because that's your body telling you, hey, the drilling's starting to wear down. You don't need to push it. And once again, that comes down to what Pat was saying. You've got to know yourself. You've got to know your body. you got to know what you can and can't do. Um, people will be amazed what they can do under – tense, stressful, crazy scenarios, uh, what adrenaline can do for a human body. You'll be amazed at what you can do, but don't think that that's something you can sustain and don't think that's something that's normal. Uh, you got to know what you can do naturally. That extra boost, boom, that's going to let you go for a little while. Um, but when you start tasting the bitterness in your mouth, that adrenaline starts wearing down, you need to start pulling back as well so you don't overextend yourself and, and hurt yourself or, or other people. So it's just one of those things where, um, yeah, he's right. You got to know your body, know what you can handle both mentally and physically. Uh, physically is important, but mentally, um, mentally is where you've got to keep your cookies um, in a situation like that in survival. Don't freak out, have a plan. Um, even if you don't have a plan at the time, you never had one, come up with a plan and execute that plan. It might be the wrong plan, but at least it's a plan. Execute that plan as best as you can. And then when it's over, with that plan's over with, you re reassess the situation, figure out what you did wrong, and then do something right. And all of that is part of learning what you can do and what you can't do. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, don't simply react. I mean, obviously, spur of the moment, I mean, you have to react uh, yeah. to something. But right, you know, let's say that whatever you were talking about, you know, you're out there on a long stretch of road and, the, and a blizzard blocks you in or something, right? 
So, yeah. you know, a few minutes, once you realize you're in trouble, there's no immediate danger to have to re react to, right? Yeah. So if it's not an immediate situation, reaction, again, reaction in that is, is perfectly normal. Yeah. But if you're faced with a long-term situation, uh, maybe minutes, it may be hours, it may be days, who knows, a few mm -hmm. minutes of time to think about the situation you're in and, yep. and formulate some type of plan and really give it some thought. Um, a few minutes in the grand scheme of that situation you're facing is not that much time. It's not going to make yeah. that much difference, right, uh, in no. the grand scheme of things. So spend that thinking about stuff, not just, you know, oh, crap, uh, you know, we've got to, you know, grab all this stuff and start walking that way. You know, well, maybe not if you sit there and think about it, right? Is Especially if you have someone else beside yourself. If you're, is, even if you're by yourself, having a plan, um, is important for a lot of reasons. One, it keeps you focused on a task. Okay. Your mind's going to be freaking out. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Focus. Calm. Like you said, take a couple minutes, calm down, focus. If you've got a piece of paper and a pen, write down, okay, in the next hour, I need to find water, shelter, and if I can, maybe some something to eat. Take inventory, right? Of what's Take inventory you. of what you have in your car or around yep. you. Say, okay, I hear there's, I hear a creek. It can't be more than a mile away, or I wouldn't be able to hear it. So I know that there's a water source close. Okay, you look. What's the highest point? Say, okay, from where I am, what's the highest point? It's over there. That's that's good because it's kind of close to that water source that I hear over there. So I'm going to get some water, and I'm going to get it in a bucket or whatever I can find an, an old Coke bottle in the car. I want to fill up what I can and I'm going to start heading up there. Why? Because you want to get to high ground and you want to find some shelter in the high ground. Even if it's whatever it is, you can find shelter um, in on the high ground. Always get to the high ground if you can um, for a lot of different reasons. We're not talking about for the zombies not to get you. or the High ground is the best place to be for a lot of reasons. But anyways, get to some high ground, get some shelter, find some water. Once you get up there, sit there and say, okay, I've got a bag of Doritos in my car that I brought in my backpack. I can make a bag of Doritos last me 12 hours. I can make it last a day if I needed to, you know? Um, so, okay, so I've got something for food or I've got this. I need to make sure I get my medicine. I, I, I want to I get to that high ground. I need to make sure I'm the medicine. I've got some, I've got a water source right over here in this river. That's good. If that river is over there, maybe it has a fish in there that I could probably catch. If worst case scenario, I got a bag of Doritos. I'm good for at least a day. Okay. Um, but you got to start doing it. But you write that down. Not because you'll forget. You very well could forget, but it gives you a checklist and it keeps you focused. Let's see here. Find water source. Get to high ground. Find shelter. Find food. Okay. So if you get this and you, you start going, I got to first find a water source. Okay. I can see the high ground. So I kind of already figure out where I want to end up. I got to find a water source. I think I hear a creek or something right over there. So that's my water source. Then I want to go up to the top of that high ground and figure out what I can do for shelter. And then I'll figure out what I need to do for food. Okay. Then you got to figure out what do I have with me? 
that's going to help in this situation? A flashlight, a knife. It could be a pocket knife. A pocket knife can still do some harm. It can also, you can do a lot of stuff with a pocket knife, whether whatever it is, a lighter. A lighter can start a campfire. A Once again, iron. we're not a tire iron that that could be definitely going to do some damage. It also, um, you you could, I mean, there's all sorts of things you can get. Um, you know, I keep a fleece blanket in in vehicles. That sounds crazy, but a fleece blanket that could be a a, a tarp. It could be cover up. It could be gather up different materials and wood and all that to bring you can use a blanket or a tarp or, or, or you can get for very cheap at walmart um stuff like that but like you said inventory what you have on your person or in your vehicle or access to very closely and whatever you don't have you can start trying to find other things um but yeah, but if you start these lists, it keeps you focused mentally on a task. And once you get done with your task on there, then you take a break for about 5 or 10, 15, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever you need a break for. And while you're on your break, you're making your next one. Okay, I've got to go find food. I need to find uh, help or I've got to do this or I need to build a, a fire. So your next object is, is I'm going to go build, I'm going to find some wood to build a fire. While that fire is going, I'm going to go back down to that creek and see if it's if I saw any fish in there or something to eat or find me a rabbit or find me whatever. You know, there's all sorts of stuff. And you don't have to be Rambo. You do not have to be trained in survival skills. Everyone naturally is going to have some instincts. Um, the best thing I can tell you, as long as you have food, water, shelter, something to protect you with, and you can find some sort of high ground, you're going to be all right for a little while, okay? Um, check the basics first. It'd be a shame to do all this because of a loose battery terminal. So here's another thing also, and, 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 and this is something Clover and I talked about also. In the digital age, people may not think about it, but I don't go anywhere without a portable phone charger or a battery charger anymore. That's something you should always have around. And you can get those that'll jump off a car, too. Absolutely. They do make those. But, you know, something that when we were talking that I mentioned is, you know, the the whole idea of the, the whole idea of, you know, survival gear. And what do you need for survival? Well, if you can avoid having to, you know, having to survive, then that's optimal. So maybe that's as simple as, again, AAA was mentioned out there, right? Or maybe that's as simple as, oh, I know I'm going on this trip. I'm going to take my car into the dealership or the mechanic, tell them I'm going on a trip and say, hey, would you please go over everything, right? Yeah. Make yeah. sure that the alternator is not weak, right? Yep. Um, make sure that. <laughs> Make sure you know you get what I'm saying. Make sure that they, you know they can put it on nowadays, especially with modern cars, right? They can put it on a scanner yeah. and they can go, oh, well, yeah. the output on the fuel pump seems a little low, or this seems a little, you know, oh man, well, you you might question your tires, or you might, you know, whatever the case may be. So you know, and that might prevent have prevented the entire situation where you were broke down in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, defense that has a great question. 
so novice here, but if you were streaming with your vehicle, then why wouldn't you say in your why wouldn't your vehicle be your shelter? Hundred percent. If you're if you're in a vehicle, then that can easily be your shelter. Um, it probably should be your shelter at least for the first twenty four hours. Assess the situation of where where your vehicle is stranded. Um, whatever you know, uh, absolutely that is. But we're talking about. What if you're not in a vehicle? You know, what if you're camping out with your family and you go canoeing? I mean, we're just talking about weird shit happening, but you go canoeing, somehow you get separated from your family. There's no way to communicate. You don't know where you are and you've, you, you know, hey, I need to survive here for a day or so before I can go in and start looking for my family or whatever. Um, sometimes you're just going to go look for your family, but keep a plan. You never know what's going to happen no matter what you're doing what you have going on in your life you should be able to come up with a plan that gets you through 24 to 48 hours once again that's really you don't have to survive the entire zombie apocalypse you don't have to survive a whole six month red dawn war survive the first 48 hours and then you have options okay that's when most bad things happen is the first 48 hours. You get through that first 48 hours, you're going to have options. Um, I'll tell you another piece that people don't think about, and it is such a versatile piece that could be used for so many things, is a road flare. A road flare can do so many things. They come in like six packs sometimes. They're not terribly expensive, but obviously you can put on the road um, that's going to bring attention to your vehicle. Uh, if you're able to get up onto high ground and get a cell signal and say, Hey, look for my car. It's on the highway. I've got a flare going at night. You can see a flare from a ton of a distance away. More importantly, a flare can do a campfire, start a campfire very, very quickly. It can be a deterrent. Um, I promise you, you you spark up a flare, someone's going to get freaked. If they're attacking you, a flare's going to scare someone. They don't know that it's not really, but it's going to it's going to lighten up that area. It's going to bring attention to that area. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you can throw that flare at someone, and while they're ducking it, you can run an opposite. A flare is a really really good piece of um of, of something to have, and it's it, like I said for a lot of different reasons. But a lot of people don't think about flares. You can find them anywhere. Uh, they're very, very, very good pieces and items to have. Um, let's see here. Pat says a battery pack for your phone. If comms go down, they can at least ping your last location. Um, yeah, they, they could. Um, especially. So here's the thing, and I know that a lot of people are going to sit there and say, "Oh, I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to let Big Brother follow me and all that." If you're going on a road trip, or you're going on a camping trip, or whatever. Turn your location service on your cell phone while you're out. I know people are, oh, I don't want people to know where I am. Look, it's not for Big Brother to know where you are. It's for someone that can have access through your network or the phone company. If you have your location services on, they can look up where you have been. Um, I know, well, it's, I, you know, but there, there's certain things you can do to help that Big Brother isn't going to be looking where you are, I promise you. Go ahead. So, you know, I've seen, I've read a lot of stories and, and a lot of different things when people get lost. And, and 
they're mm-hmm. not that far away from each other a lot of times. No, no. Um, which is is a lot of times is interesting. We're within um, they're within so, five miles at yeah, the most. You know, there's a reason when you look at you know whether it's a survival kit in a can or all these different little survival mm-hmm. kits you can buy. There's a reason the whistle is in there, and. I often have chuckled at the whistle. I'm like, that's funny. I don't know what you going to use that for, what you, whatever. But with a whistle. Um, the whistle scares off bears for a while, I bet you. It will. And and when you're talking about communication, somebody being able to hear you, you know, just you yelling over the noise of a creek or a river, right? Yeah. Or, um, or whatever. A whistle has a very distinct and a very... Yes high-pitched sound that can break through a lot of that. That's one yep. perk of a whistle, right? People can hear and a whistle two, over and whistles over aren't used very often anymore. So when you hear a whistle, what's everyone's for? What the hell's a whistle? Who's blowing the whistle? Who's blowing a whistle? Yeah. Who's blowing and the whistle so and why? You know? The next thing is everybody should be familiar with Morse code enough to be able or to each blow. SOS. To be able to blow SOS on a whistle. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And or you know, I would say. Fly or something, you know, yes, absolutely. The other thing with, with a whistle is I would say, you know, don't, you know, don't just, you're talking about making your list. And hopefully you've got a watch. Hopefully you've got uh, mm-hmm. some way to be able to keep time, tell time. Um, don't just like blow on the whistle once and stop, but yeah, make right. that an interval thing. Right, like every yep. fifteen minutes, every half hour, yep. it's something. Right, blow yep. on the whistle for a minute or something like that. Uh, you don't want to constantly blow on the whistle because you'll give yourself out on the whistle. But you know, at least make it a routine thing. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, something as simple as that. There, there are so many things that are simple. Um, an air horn. Go buy one for two dollars at Walmart. Keep that in your hands. Just shake it up, blow it. That you can hear that forever. Um, stuff like I mean, there's like I said, all sorts of stuff um, that you can do that, that doesn't cost a whole lot. That you could go to Walmart, take fifty dollars. Okay, you probably get twenty five dollars, but fifty dollars at the most. You can go to Walmart and and get specific items that you may not ever have to use. And let's hope you don't. But you get flares, a whistle, uh, fire starters, you know, Vaseline. Vaseline is something you can do a lot with. Um, you can start a fire with Vaseline, and it's a really good fire starter. You start a campfire with Vaseline. Um, super glue. Super glue for a lot of different things, including being instant stitches if you cut yourself and all of that. Get a med kit, but for fifty dollars, you can get flares, whistles, all that stuff for fifty bucks, and you just put it in a box, a shoe box. Yeah. And that shoe box, every time you go on the road somewhere for a trip or whatever, that shoe box goes with you, and it's a shoe box. And you may, you know what, you may not ever have to use those things ever, but they're there if you need them. You know, you can get, you can get a little roll of fishing line and some hooks absolutely for less than a buck and a half i know for mm-hmm. sure um mm-hmm. and here's the key don't get big fishing hooks <laughs> you're not yeah. you're not you're not trying to win the bass masters odds are you're going to be in a creek 
or something, and it's going to be some kind of You're little perch. You're going to get some <laughs> little perch of brim or something, yeah. So, you know, you can find a worm, a grub, a, a grasshopper, a cricket. You know, you can find something to stick on the hook. It's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, most of the time it's going to be some type of a smaller fish, so don't get big hooks. But, uh, yeah, buck, I mean, 50 to 75 cents for a little roll of fishing line, and then about that much money you can get, you know, pack of five hooks or something. You don't need a uh, pole. You don't need, you know, you can hand fish. Nope. You don't need all that mess. You can go, and, 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 and it's um, kind of like paracord, but it's called survival cord. This is um, true, you yeah. Can, it's you can get that, and, it, and it's, par it's paracord that you can use to do whatever, but if you cut that paracord inside, you have fishing line. Instead of just being normal paracord, the survival cord inside is made up of like fishing line and different stuff that you can pull out individually with yeah. the paracord. But if you don't, it can still be used as normal paracord. Just yeah, and paracord know, having, stuff. having, you know, 20, 30, 50 foot of paracord is a good idea mm -hmm. too. Cause that's, yep. you know, that and duct tape. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff with paracord yep. and duct tape. 100%. You can make whatever shelter you need, basically. Um, with paracord, paracord duct tape and a tarp, right? And a tarp. You and can do it all with that. Paracord duct tape and a tarp. I mean, ten less bucks. Than 10, less than ten bucks. Ten bucks for all of it. Yeah. I mean, you can get a tarp. Absolutely. You can get a plenty big enough tarp at Harbor Freight for like two ninety nine or something. Yeah, you and yeah, I mean? and you can get paracord and duct tape. Yeah, all three of those for under ten dollars combined. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, Minotaur Carry says, uh, I guess the navigation danger signal, danger signal says five shorts, one second blast. We're talking about the danger with an air horn or a whistle. Right. Five short blasts is a danger signal. Do it once every five minutes. That's a good. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's Rob say? If you're talking normal times, just get a PLB person location beacon. You pay a monthly or yearly subscription for most. Could be worth it depending on what tour. Um, so yeah, a, a personal location beacon. Um, yeah, if you're out hiking a lot and absolutely a lot and all of that, yeah. I mean, you gotta. That all goes back to the risk management I was talking about, right? Of yeah, you know, sure, doing things to you know, not necessarily put yourself in those positions to start with. Yeah. Um, there is a lot to be said. We hadn't talked about ham radio, but right. But well, I was going to say, I was going to say ham radios, because even if you don't have your license that you can have conversations, um, anyone on a ham radio can announce an emergency at any, any time, anywhere and not feel the, 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 the swarm of the FCC, F, FCC or whatever, but yeah, ham radio, uh, you'll be able to find some kind of local law enforcement or some kind, someone everywhere is going to have a, a, a station that's around you that they're going to be able to hear. And you can well, always gonna, use an emergency on that ham radio. It's easy to get the tech. I mean, I mean, there's no more. It is. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying it's, um, but for someone that's not going to use it, just having one sure. for an emergency sure. yeah. is there. Well, for that, uh, I mean, um, even a hand, even a handheld CB radio. Handheld. I mean, with truck drivers nowadays, could could do it. Yep. 
Uh, I keep a backpack in the trunk at all times, loaded with non perishable snacks, first aid, blanket, battery pack, mostly a dad pack. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where you may not ever have to utilize that backpack ever, but it's there. If so, and here's the thing it may not be for you. Okay. It may be that you come across someone who's been stranded and they need food, they need water, they need heat, sure. they need first aid. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, having that, and, and I know a lot of people will say, well, it's not worth putting that stuff together. May not be. You're right. But how hard is it to get a gallon of water, a cigarette lighter, a bag of gummy bears, and a fleece blanket? In a hot vehicle, the gummy bears are going to be horrible. Um, but you can still so, eat them. That's true. Um, what I was going to say about the lighter is butane lighters don't do well in hot vehicles. So that's something you're going to have to keep up with and check on. Um, or just matches, you know, or just get some matches. Yeah, matches, or you know, the magnesium or a road flare, power starter, or road flare, or magnesium power starter, or yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't have to. Your your little go backpack doesn't have to be, you know, Rambo's or MacGyver. It's literally something to start with fire with a gallon of water. Whatever snack, non-perishable snack that you want to put in there. And then they'll go back to the, what we talked about earlier. A tart, duct tape, and paracord. Nutrition bars should, would probably be your best. Yeah, granola bars probably. Yeah, granola bars um, would probably be a great one. I, just, I hate them. Bar. <laughs> you know, you're talking about, you know, get the gummy bear, but there's like zero nutritional value in that. Um, there's, there's, you know, what a bit of protein about. That. If you're talking about in a situation where you need to survive, um, it's going to be optimal to have something that gives you vitamins and minerals and the mm -hmm. nutrients, you know, even if that's something that you don't eat on a regular. I'm not saying grab something you won't eat, right. but maybe buy a couple of different boxes of things that you think you might eat. Try them. Um, yeah. Don't let that be your first time when you get stranded. Actually try them and go, you know what? That's not bad. I could eat that. Right. And then yeah, put that 100%. one in your, in your bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever. And once again, you don't have to buy a ton of it. We're talking, get through the first 48 hours. Okay. The first yeah. 48 hours. Make sure that whoever you're on the trip with, whether it's your family or your friends or whatever, knows where that backpack is, what's in it. So they don't start freaking out. We need this. Well, that was in the backpack the whole time. Make sure that they know what's in the backpack. What's, hey, if something happens, this backpack, and here's the contents of it. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. Um, all you know, like I said, you don't have to have a MacGyver so, Rambo bag. It's simple. So this is something I don't do, but when you just mm -hmm. said that, I got to thinking about it and I thought, you know what? Might be worth doing. What if you okay. had a card, a note card, something? that you put in that box or you put in that bag that actually listed the contents. Even better. And then yeah. when you're doing inventory, you don't have to because there it is. You know everything that's in there. You don't have to even remember it. Um, if you're, something happens with you and you're incapacitated or whatever and somebody else goes to it, 
they didn't put it together, but there's a card, and so they can run through it real quick and go. Hey, oh, I've got, I need, I've got I a first this. aid. I've got a med kit. I've got, oh, and right. this this guy's got a med kit. He's got food, water, blah blah blah. Okay, we've got the bare essentials right here. We don't have to go and look. We can we can get stuff done right now to help yep. this person out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and you can even most most backpacks. These I don't got backpacks all over. Another within uh, within like reach. But the them have like, especially the tactical bags, they have like Velcro on that. Well, you can get like uh, an index card holder of some sort and just slap some Velcro on the back of it and stack, you know, put it right there on front yeah. uh, on the outside instead of, you know, so that one's on the outside. So people don't have to look for a card. It's right there on the outside somehow, some way. Right. Um, or well, put it in a, of- in a Ziploc bag to where it's waterproof and just. Right. Clip it onto a bag or something. There's all sorts of ways you can do it. Well, you sure. could easily, yeah. you could easily pick up, you know, a name tag holder or a luggage mm-hmm. tag type thing that Absolutely. clips yep. to the zipper or the strap, right? Absolutely. And fold even if you write it on a regular piece of paper. Fold it, and then the part that's showing in that bag. Put inventory or something. Yeah. Contents or something in big bold letters. Yeah. You know. Please read or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff that I don't think people, when they think survival, I think their minds go to the worst case scenario you could possibly imagine, and they they tend to forget the common stuff that could happen any day, anywhere to anyone, and it's not life threatening. It's not this apocalyptic thing. It's just shit happens. You run out of gas, you know, your car breaks down in the middle of the night and it's two o'clock in the morning. You know, you're 10 miles from anyone and anywhere. And you've got someone in the car that can't walk with you. Well, what do you do? You know, you've got to be able for the next few hours, at least for something, you've got to have a mental plan and write that plan down because you're going to be freaking out. You're going to have things going through your head. Write that down. And it's literally as simple as crossing it off when you get that done. Whatever that checklist, that checklist is going to keep you sane. And it's going to keep you focused on a task at hand. The, the, right. the bad stuff happens when your mind drifts and, you're, and right. you start freaking out and you forget what to do. Write stuff down and say, boom, okay, no matter what, I've got to find water. I've got to find shelter. I've got to find food. I've got to find help. Well, I've already got food and water in the trunk here. I'm in my car, so I got shelter. So now I got to find help. Now, there's a lot of different ways to find help. I, you know, I've got a flare back there. I can put the flare on the side of the road. Uh, I've got a cell phone. I can call nine one one. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. But you've got a checklist because you're gonna forget stuff. You're gonna could forget. You, could you even use? This is, goes back to the duct tape thing. Use uh-huh. the duct tape to spell out help or SOS or something on the top of your put car on your, on the, or maybe on the hood. I, I would put it on top of the car in case someone's flying over. Or the back window also. You know, you know something uh, where help. somebody could see it from above. I mean, you never know when you yeah. might have a small plane or you might have something that's flying over, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Obviously, a commercial liner. I mean, nothing like that's gonna, <laughs> gonna no. see it, but you never know. 
someone flying a Cessna or something like that could could fly low enough to see that. Um, yeah, and I actually put it probably in the front window and the back window of your car, so if some people is driving by, they can see help on the windows. Right. You know, you never know. Yeah, because you might not be at the car, right? Is is my thing. That's right. I mean, obviously, that's if you're right. if you're there when the plane flies over or the somebody whatever, it's that's one thing. But if you're off mm-hmm. looking for water or you know trying to do something or whatever, at least somebody knows. Whoa, wait, there's a vehicle there, and they have done this to their roof or their hood. So obviously, something's yeah. up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot that you can do. Um, and there's a lot of things that you can do that won't cost you anything, much less if it does a little bit of money. But the biggest thing that you can do is be prepared ahead of time. Like I said, make a checklist of what's in your backpack. Before you leave, double check that backpack. Make sure no one's taking anything out of it. You know, hey, okay, check, check, check. Okay, everything's supposed to be in here is in here. What if I do get caught? I want to make my little checklist, find shelter, find food, find water, find help. And I'm going to have that. I'm going to put that in the backpack as well. So when I get that backpack, I'll pull this out. I can say, oh, well, I've got shelter. I've got food. I need some water and I need some uh, help. Find fire, whatever it is, whatever that you're looking to do, checklist, checklist, because I can promise you, you can have all the mental checklists in the world. What's going to happen if you're with your family and you get into a one per a one car accident and you roll off the highway and you roll 30 yards down a hill and no one sees your car down there and everyone on this, this is dark, but this is, you know, it is what it is, but everyone in your family is hurt. They're not dead, but they're hurt. Are you going to be in the mental state to figure out your checklist and remember everything? No, you're freaking out trying to help your family. Your checklist. Get to your checklist. Uh, it's going to keep you organized. It's going to keep you mentally sharp. It's going to give you a purpose. It's going to keep you in line of what you what you need to do. You can always add and take off that checklist. But if you start with a basic checklist, food, water, shelter, help. It's real simple. Um, and you can go from there. Abigail Finnegan. Hello, hello. Welcome. I don't remember seeing Abigail out there, so welcome to the dark side. Um man i mean i i i don't know i feel like i'm missing something we talked about earlier and i wanted to talk about uh have i missed something that we were going to talk about it's been a great conversation but i feel like something I I, i've missed something i can't think of anything but that doesn't mean no it just i just feel like something's missing but um i don't know where what it is We talked about medications, right? Having like yeah. at least your prescription and then your basic aspirins, allergy, cold, all that kind of stuff, and enough of it for multiple people. Um, yeah, I think we've kind of covered it all. Uh, is there anything out there, you guys out there in the chat, when you talk about survival and we start thinking different? Not just apocalypse or red dawn survival, but just everyday survival stuff. Anything that you guys utilize that we haven't mentioned that people might want to get out there, uh, go ahead and throw that out there. Um, when you 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 you, you, not, you talked to me earlier, uh, we we're on the phone. 
and you said there are different situations that you might bring different things, whether it's a content trip or it's a family trip or it's just yeah. you and your wife or sure. whatever. Um, just, and I don't want you to go into detail because if you don't want to, but what are some of the different things that you might think about changing out depending upon what kind of trip you're going on? Well, like I if mean, you're by yourself versus with your wife, like like if you go by yourself somewhere for a couple of days versus when you and your wife drive to Vegas every year for yeah. shot show, I'm right. sure you're packing different things for those two different trips. It 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 boils down to because you know you don't want to get off too deep into the weeds and when you're right, talking right, personal right. stuff, everybody has to make that decision. So, but the premise is. Um, you can you can minimize, right? You can go a lot more minimalist. I can, right? Than sure. if you've got to worry about your wife, if you got to worry about your wife and your kids, if you've got, you know what I mean. Yeah. At that Absolutely. point, you know you've got different levels of experience, different levels of when it comes to comfort or whatever. You know what I mean. So it's like I can get by with a lot less. Yeah. Sure. But especially yep. kids. I mean, kids are going to throw a, a huge wrench in that. And, and, you know, when you're talking about kids, you know, you know, I look back to and I, I never really did this, but it's something that, you know, as we're talking and I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about grandbabies and what happens if I ever got yep. stranded with grandbabies activities. I would want some coloring books some activity books. You know what I mean? Something That's just fair. to keep Absolutely. them busy so i could do and focus on what i need to focus on right you don't want them yep. freaking out you don't want them bugging you and and, and they're the, and they're the ones that probably aren't able to go hiking and, right. and down the road and all they're gonna have right. to stay kind of put you know right pick up some, you know some little boxes of crayons and some activity books at the dollar store for you know a couple mm -hmm. of bucks or whatever um just little things like that and and let's be honest that could be helpful um, just on a road trip in general, <laughs> not just, you know, not an emergency no situation. Doubt. So keeping those around in the car. And, you know, I don't know that crayons are a, a wise choice in the, in the Texas heat, but you get what I'm saying. You could use markers yep. or map pencils or, you know, any different map pencils stuff. probably be the best way. Cause you don't want markers in the car either. Cause that could be dangerous. Right. Um, <laughs> um, you know, depending on the kids, how do you bring extra diapers? you know, with you That's extra formula. Yeah. If they're small, I mean, you have to think of what if we yep. can't get to a store for a while, we got to have, if we're going to be gone for three days, let's take five days worth of diapers and formula or whatever, you know, you never yep. know. Yeah. Um, G23, somebody taking a backup firearm. Well, when I go on a trip, I want to have at least two, probably three with me. Yeah. You know, something, right. I mean, I'm gonna have think something. of the scenario, think of the scenario, you're broken down. And even if it's only a mile or two, I mean, how many of us couldn't walk yeah. a mile or two down a road, right? Um, but imagine walking a mile or two down a road, country road, mm -hmm. wooded area, dark. There's not any moonlight, right? Right. Who knows right. what kind of critters are lurking? Um, this is true. You know, so flashlight, that's an obvious thing. And most people 100%. would have that, probably have that around. Um, yeah. But, you know, what if you got that you could take with you? I mean, even if it's a situation where you're in a state, you can't really carry anything, maybe a baseball yeah. bat, right? Like something where if you've got something a walk, that's already in your, uh, yeah, baseball you know, bat, you brought us up earlier, a tire iron. Yeah, something, 
it's probably already in your vehicle. I mean, yeah. you hit with a tire iron, they're going to get hurt. I yeah, promise you. I guarantee you. you, you get some coyotes aggravating you, and you smack a couple up inside the head with a tire iron or a baseball bat. The other one's probably going to leave you alone. They're yeah. probably going to leave you alone. Yeah. 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 Um, and just having uh, the light alone a lot of times. But I mean, yeah. if you're if you're able to have a firearm, that's where something other than your concealed carry would might be right. beneficial. A little takedown twenty-two, for example, or maybe it's a little twenty-two, you know, revolver or something. So, you know, my carry gun is either gonna be at probably the mechanic, Walther, or the Beretta APX. But if I go on a trip. I'll take my Glock 19 and yeah. here's why I'll take my Glock 19 and my little nine millimeter PCC because it takes Glock magazines. So now we're able to share ammo and magazines with two different weapon systems. All right. So I'll have my carry gun, but I'm also going to take the 19 and the PCC because they're going to share magazine. They both take Glock magazines uh, and I'll take the 30 round stick, you know, magazines that can run in the, in a, in a handgun or in that PCC that's up to you. What what you do with 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 your your weapons um, is is on you. But have a plan and know where they are, and make sure that anyone that could need to handle those weapons at least have the basic fundamental skills to utilize those. Now, if I were to go on a trip with my wife, chances are she's going to take a baseball bat or a, a machete. Because she's yeah. probably not going to touch my gun. But she can use a machete. Anyway. Yeah. A machete? Yeah, oh, shit. You can use a machete for anything. Machete. Absolutely. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Pat in a bunker. Appreciate you, Pat, real quick. A good um, machete, by the way. A good machete. Yeah, this is just a, this, this is one that, but no, I've got in my vehicle, I've got, uh, man, I've got about five or six different blades. One would be like a Rambo survival knife that has a compass. Um, it, people forget about compass. You can get lost if you don't understand navigation. A compass is always nice to know um, where you are. Yeah, oh, and a, a machete, map, a paper uh, map could come in handy too. Absolutely, um, paper map and a compass. If you've got a paper map, odds are you can get a general idea of where you are on that map, right? Yep. And then once yep. you have a general idea of where you are on that map and you know which way is north, <laughs> you know, you can actually start walking to some place where you could potentially get. Hey, over. there's a town about six miles yep. from here. Okay. It, it, it might take you six hours to get six miles. That's okay. But you so, start heading in that direction and you're going to run into that town eventually. You know, you say, I, I just got to go northwest. Okay, so you take that compass, you find north, you put that arrow there, and you walk at 10 o'clock. You'll run into that town eventually, you know, or whatever. Uh, you don't have to be a night navigation expert. It would help, but you don't have to be a survivalist or you don't have to be a military-trained navigation guy. Like you said, Find a map and say, okay, I know I'm on Highway 17, and we just passed Smithville about 10 minutes ago. Right. So you find Smithville on 17 and say, okay, we're about right here. Yep. You should be able to do something from there. Absolutely. Um, take a compass course. Yeah, I mean, sure. 
I would imagine that most people know how to read a compass. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. But I would imagine that most people, if they look at a compass, they're going to understand where that arrow is going to point north. You know? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um. Oh yeah, but yeah, taking a class. I mean, I, you know, I'm never going to tell someone they need to go spend a lot of money taking classes on stuff like that. If they want to, absolutely, go do it. But I don't think it's necessary. I think a lot of it comes into common sense. Um. But yeah, there there are certain things that you're going to have to probably do. There's going to have to be certain things that you're going to have to know or learn. Most importantly communicate with whoever's on that trip or on in that car with you say look i'm gonna go i've got to go look for food and water i've got to go look for help it might take me a couple hours are you going to be good here by yourself if the answer is yes you've got this backpack right here that's got food water whatever and by the way guns in the glove compartment or it's right there or i've got a machete right there you know um, whatever it is, if the answer is no, you're not good by your, you know, you don't want to be left alone, then you got to make a choice. Are they going to come with you or are you going to stay there with them? If you're gonna, either way, there is a plan for each one of those scenarios. Just be conscious of those plans and execute those plans. That's all we got to say about that. Um, uh, anything you want to bring up before we, uh, start closing down? Anything we've missed or you want to bring up or talk about? I think we covered a lot. I think we did too. Yeah. And I know that people probably thought that we're going to talk more about gear and and it's not, it's, it's the mentality of surviving. Um, Some of the gear is important, but you don't have to go spend an absorbent amount of money to survive. You can spend $50 and you'll have everything you need to survive. Once again, we're not talking about surviving for a month or a year. We're talking, give me through the first 48 hours. Because that's when the bad shit typically happens. You make it through the first 48 hours and you're alive. Chances are you're going to make, you're going to be all right. Right. Um, Pat says, go practice your skills. Yeah. Um, One thing that go on the backyard once a year and build a campfire just to make sure you remember how to do it or something like that. You know, go ahead. One thing that we did not mention um, Uh that are, they're a great asset, especially, you know, when you're talking about flashlights, like batteries die, batteries run down, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Get a crank one also. Um, get a crank so one would be great. There are crank ones. Uh, there's shake mm-hmm. lights that you can get. That yep. you, you, know, you shake them up or whatever. Um, but glow sticks are cheap. Glow and sticks are awesome. Glow sticks, you could lay those down and hands free, mm-hmm. or you could hang them around your neck or you know, you could do things with them and they're not a directional light, right? So then you could save your flashlight battery for when you need a directional light. Um, so not only use those as a light source, but use those to help preserve your battery life. So it could work out really well. No doubt. No doubt. hundred um, percent. Yeah. All sorts of cool stuff. All sorts of cool stuff we can talk about. We go down a lot of a lot of rabbit holes with this and and I'm not a big prepper and I'm not a survivalist. 
Uh, I have been trained in survival skills and all of that, and I enjoy talking about it more on a normal, generalized, everyday level. I don't expect everyone to be military capable. I'm not expecting you to go out and survive, evade, resist, and escape um, with me. I do expect everyone to be able to at least keep your wits for long enough to figure out how to survive. Um, have certain things in your vehicle or in on your person or know how to use nature to create something uh, that could help you. Um, all sorts of stuff, you know, just be able to have those basic survival instincts, I should say. I think survival instincts are probably better than skills because if you don't have the instincts, it doesn't matter what skills you have. If you don't have the instincts to survive, it is what it is. But yeah, thanks. That was a fun conversation. We'll probably go down more of this and, and all of that. I think people enjoy this. Uh, but I do I do have a little bit different take than what most people think of survival skills and survival gear. Um, it's everyday stuff that you can find anywhere for cheap, sometimes even for free. You know, I've talked about this a lot. The best way to get a really good med kit is to go around to all of the doctor's offices in your town. And say, hey, I'm trying to put together a, a really good med kit for, or, you know, a first aid kit. Do you have any extra gauze? Oh, yeah, no, I've got a couple of things of gauze. Here, have this. Hey, do you have any extra band-aids? And you go to different ones, they're all going to give you a little bit of something. Hey, do you have any extra, like, uh, what's that stuff? Neosporin or whatever, you know. Do you have any samples of allergy medicine or samples of aspirin or samples of Tylenol? They're all going to have that stuff. You can put together a pretty good med kit for free if you try. Don't be afraid to go and ask the doctors and say, look, I can't afford one. I'm just, I'm just trying to put together a med kit for my family. You know, basic first aid kit. I need some gauze. I need some ace bandages. I need some, you know, tape. I need some band-aids. And I need a little bit of different kind of basic medication. It's morphine, some oxycotton. No, don't start asking for that. You'll get a bad rep. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mandatory carry says glow sticks are good for being seen, but are terrible flashlights. We'll see. Here's the thing: flashlights, yes, as far as directional lights. But you take a glow stick. <laughs> talking about somebody that's well, wanted for a long time. You take a glow stick, crack that dude up, and hang it in a tree or something. I mean, it, yep. it, it, it's. Don't get me wrong; it doesn't put out as much light as a you know thousand lumen flashlight, but it still will light up an area. At pitch black darkness, you can see a glow stick for a while. Here's another thing: you can get you can get them, and if you have to leave your vehicle to go somewhere, you take five or six or ten of these glow sticks. They don't mark cost nothing, and you path. mark one. You mark your vehicle. You mark one about every hundred yards or something. You just throw it on the ground. So find your way back, or someone, or someone comes and help you. <laughs> they can find your trail to where you're going. So, yep. absolutely. Um, we used to use green and red for different things. I'm not going to tell you what, but green and red, depending on what you use, they meant different things. And you can communicate with other people just by the color of your glow sticks if you if you are all on the same page and all of that. You know, if you and your family are going out there, a green glow stick might mean something different than a red glow stick or a blue glow stick. They could all have different meanings. 
Um, and that's a way to communicate without verbally communicating. Just saying. There's all sorts of, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, there are certain things you can do with even glow sticks. So um, it is what it is. Yeah. He says, put it on a lanyard, swing it around your head. Absolutely. Here's another thing, guys. Every time I try to do we try to get out of here, we start doing it. But we're talking about flashlights and all that. You can go get one of those headlamps that have like a, a elastic headband that has a, a yep. LED light for nothing. Yeah. For like nothing. You can go on Amazon like and get five of them for like five bucks. Yeah, go get yeah. five of them for five bucks on Amazon. And there you go. You know, all sorts of stuff you can do. The other thing, especially with LED tech nowadays and light, yeah. the battery usage is nothing. And so you, if you're talking about those little headlamps that are a buck or two bucks, they typically run on like the little watch battery type batteries that the you can buy a whole package. 2032s or whatever they have. You yeah, can the buy a whole package yep. of those for like five yep. bucks. So yep. not only yep. keep a light, Get a whole back package of batteries and put with it. Yep. Absolutely. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, great talk. Had fun as always. Um, what you got coming down the line? I know that you're you're coming off your vacation. You took a little time off to 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 kind of rest your bones and all that, but I know that you're starting to get back into the flow of things. So uh, when can people start expecting to see some content coming back out? Uh, drop that shorts earlier today um, and then uh, going to start the Friday normal video drops up again this Friday. So got that the 24th. I think we kick off the podcast again. Okay, uh, cool. Looking on my thing here. Yeah. 24th. So I've got, I don't know, 10 or 12 or something so far scheduled out over the next few months on that. Uh, and yep. then um, just uploaded this morning uh, starting on Saturday, I'll probably do an announcement video over on that channel tomorrow, but the, the, uh, CloverTech cards channel, uh, also rebooting that. So, uh, those drops will be Saturday. You got a new morning. studio, uh, that you've been working on for that as well. Yeah. I got a new studio for that as well as a podcast. So, um, yeah. those will start dropping, uh, the CloverTech gun content will tr start dropping, uh, Friday evening and then the CloverTech cards content will start dropping Friday morning. So, um, there you go. yeah, getting back into the, getting back into the swing of everything. Yeah. And I know people out there, and, and, and this is what I love about everyone that, uh, keeps in touch with what I'm doing on my channel. Everyone knows that this time of the year is crazy for me. It works. They know that July and August are the two months that I, I try to put content out there, but there are weeks at weeks, multiple weeks at a time that I'm not able to get anything done because of work and all that. Um, thank you for those that are always still standing by. Understand that I, I do have a full time job and, and and this is not my gig. I enjoyed doing this. I just wish I had more time for it. But let me get through August, and once I get through August. Um, I'm going to try to start doing some stuff in the next week or so. Just try to get up to the range a little bit. But um, I will say that at the end of August, my life gets a little bit easier. So thanks for everyone for holding on and understanding that not a lot of content comes out uh, during July and August because of work and all that. But um, yeah, uh, thanks for everyone that does all that. We are um, scheduling the season two of the Jarhead podcast. I've already got, I think, six I know of five. I think I've got six confirmed uh, guests. They'll we'll actually start recording in September, but that's going to be once a week 
um, for October, November, and December. So 10 to 12 episodes is all we're going to do for the Jarhead podcast. We've got some really cool guests coming up um, in season two of the Jarhead podcast and all that. So we're looking forward to that. Obviously, this is a weekly thing. We're going to do this for always. And hopefully get some more gun content and all that stuff out there once my schedule gets a little less hectic. But we are uh, looking forward to that as well. So thanks, guys, for always watching. Get out there. Be more proficient with your firearms. Take someone new to the range. Maybe they can become an ally instead of an enemy. If you take them to a safe, fun first experience, um, go take $50 to your local Walmart or Harbor Freight or Amazon. Buy yourself some kind of tarp, duct tape, paracord, get yourself a, a flashlight, get yourself some a, a gallon of water, a, a road flare. You can buy the basic necessities for under $50. Put them in a shoebox or put them in a little backpack, put them in the vehicle, and you'll always have them. So, cheap, uh, cheap absolutely. pocket knife. I mean, what happens if you... Yep. You know, in a situation where you lose yours or you've forgotten it or, you know, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. Uh, you, this you one right up, here. You can pick up a pocket knife sharp. for two or three bucks. Yeah. This thing is sharp as hell. I got it at one. It would kind of, it doesn't even have a, a brand on it. Like anywhere. I have no idea. I think I got this for like $2 at Walmart. Mm -hmm. This is a big enough way to get some damage done in defensive, but it can also whittle into something. You can uh, stab an animal with it, whatever. This is all you need. I mean, it sounds crazy, but this you can survive with this if you know how to use it. Like you said, 2 or $3. And I tell you what, if you're able to, go to your local Walmart or whatever, go to the outdoor section, and they're always going to have something on sale on clearance. And you don't have to, you know, it might be like, hey, this week, freaking glow sticks are on sale or magnesium fire starters on clearance. Oh, I can get three of them for the especially, price of one. Boom. I'm going to put the, all three of those in that bag or whatever. Especially coming out of the summer months where you, know, oh, you yeah. don't have camping and especially coming out of the hunting months hunting. towards the end of the yep. year. Um, yep. they sporting goods puts a ton of stuff on sale. Same with fishing. Uh, you know, yep. a lot of times in the spring after that's over with. So <clears throat> if you buy it at the right time, you can get it cheap. Absolutely. Um, all right. Absolutely. Um, guys, you've been out there for two hours with this two hours. You're never going to get back. It is what it is. Uh, if you're listening in replay or in podcast form, God bless you. Um, at least the live folks have a conversation they can have for two hours. If you're watching this a replay or a podcast, you're having a conversation with yourself. So uh, I don't know what that says about you, but I do appreciate you. Uh, we're not going to be able to get that time back to you, but we do appreciate every everyone out there. Uh, AAF's out there. Robert Adams out there. New York Preppers out there. Um, coming in late, coming in hot. Uh, Gizzard Gary's out there. Thanks, everyone that was out there. We had a lot of people throughout the show come in and out. Thank you so much. Um, we enjoyed it. Like I said, get out there, practice, hone your skills, hone your communication, and uh, be prepared for anything at any given time. So, guys, we'll see you soon. Simplify.